0: Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Oh, thank you, thank you so very, very much. Hmm, there is an answer well then you know the, the the title of my message today is "Is there an answer?" and well, the song is telling us there is an answer well, what is that answer that's really the, that, that then it becomes the question for me if there is an answer, what is the answer you know um, One of the things that I'm gonna talk a little bit about today is this concept of enlightenment. And when I was putting that together, what I forgot about is that in uh, in the statements of purpose for Hinduism and Buddhism, it says essentially that the purpose is to gain enlightenment. So I really want us to think about what does it mean to be enlightened? Because I think for me, that's where the answer lies. It is in enlightenment. It is when I turn on the light in my own mind, when I turn on the light in my own heart, and I deepen to the revelation and recognition of that answer. So what is the answer? I will get there, I promise. Dealing with a cable issue here for a moment. There we go. That's more comfortable. (laughs) I'm going to start with this, uh, which is from Lao Tzu in the Tao Te Ching. Knowing others is wisdom. Knowing the self is enlightenment. Mastering others requires force. Mastering the self requires strength. I begin there because there's a little hint at the answer there within that. Enlightenment is ultimately knowing the self, is what he says here, knowing the self. And to know the self requires not consternation, it does not require coercion, it requires an innate sense of strength, it does not require force. It requires strength, strength of heart, strength of mind, strength of purpose and I can stand firm in my resolve that strength exists right where I am. Strength exists right where each and every one of us is. That's the truth. For strength is one of the attributes of this thing we call God. And if that is who and what we are, well then, that is our attribute as well. In my... Thursday evening, you know, in this this course that I'm taking on Thursday evenings, actually, it came up. You know, nothing is ever a mistake. Everything revolved around enlightenment this week. We talked a lot about enlightenment this week. But in my Thursday night course, um, we're to read a section of a book that we're reading, and then we are supposed to write a one-page kind of thought paper on that. And I started my thought paper with this question. Why do we keep conceptualizing enlightenment as something other than what we are experiencing right now? Why do we keep conceptualizing enlightenment as something other than what we are experiencing right now? To conceptualize enlightenment as something other than what we are experiencing right now keeps putting it out there in the future. It keeps putting it out there beyond reach. It keeps putting it out there and out there and out there. And I will tell you, we can spend a lifetime searching for enlightenment, but I am choosing in this moment to step back and say, I am. Enlightenment. I am that wisdom, I am that strength, I am the power of understanding as the self. In the song, <clears throat> one of the first lyrics is this, when the storm begins to blow and I've lost my way back home, oh, there is an answer. When the storm begins to blow, I think that's when we decide that enlightenment must be something out there, because if we are enlightened, why are we not experiencing incredible expanses of peace and love and harmony in the world? You know, and and it seems that over the many, over many, many years, at least the 10 years that I've been in ministry, um, it seems like the world is becoming a more combative place. Does that mean that my heart is rooted in that combative experience? Absolutely not. I know for myself there is an answer, and my choice is to be the light, to be enlightened, to shine the way, like I say with this peace candle, if we understand that peace is at the core of our being, and we allow that peace to proliferate and expand from that core of being into every action, every word, every thought, every idea, well, then we are the point at which we change the world. So how do we change the world? That world is filled with stormy seas right now, right? When the storm begins to blow, and I've lost my way back home, there is an answer. When I was thinking about this lyric, a, a, a piece of scripture actually came to me, and it's uh, one, of the, one of the miracles that Jesus performed. It's in Matthew chapter eight. It reads this way. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. That's Jesus. He got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the water so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves and it was completely calm. So a couple things within this, first of all, he gets into the boat and immediately goes to sleep apparently, right? Get into the boat. His disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm comes up, but Jesus is asleep. So what does that mean, that Jesus is asleep? It is to, I believe it is representative of that place within each and every one of us that is relaxed and renewed in the sense of truth of who we are. That, that it is the reflection of that inner peace that it resides right here, right now. So he's perfectly content, sleeping, and the disciples come up to him and say, Jesus, come on. Come on, what is going on? There's this storm, and you're just sleeping, right? You must save us, we're going to drown. Well, the answer to him is this, ye of little faith, ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? And then he gets up and he allows that peace that is at the core of his beingness. And this is the work that each and every one of us can do because Jesus is, the, is a way shower and was here to teach that we can do this and so much more. We find that peace within our hearts. We recognize that peace within our hearts that allows us to be calm within the storm. And as that expands out, it rebukes the wind and the waves and calms everything, but it requires something. What is the answer? Ye of little faith, that's what it requires, it requires faith, faith overcomes fear, faith overrides that fear at the corner, core of our, of our hearts. Faith, that deeper recognition, that knowing that right where I am, God is. Right where you are, God is. That is the thing that calms the, the storm, that is the answer. That is an answer. There is an answer. In everything that we experience, there is an answer. Now faith, what is faith? Faith is, faith is an unshakable belief. We, I often refer to places of faith as core beliefs, right? There is that which is unshakable, unquestionable within my own mind. And that unshakable, unquestionable faith, that belief, that is showing up as the construct of my experience. If I were to ask you, This question, and I will ask you this question as a rhetorical question for consideration. The question is this, what do you have faith in? I'm having this this moment of thinking that everybody is out there watching their computers and saying, well, I have faith in, and saying it out loud, whatever it is. (laughs) I don't think that's actually happening, but what do you have faith in? What is so unshakable at the level of belief for you that you don't ever question it? What is that place of faith? What comes to mind for you? Just be in a place of awareness. I frequently say, Observe the answer, do not judge the answer. Do not judge it as right or wrong. Just be aware of what is unshakable within your mind and in your heart. Because as we acknowledge that which is unshakable within each and every one of us, we get to make decisions around that. Now, I believe there can be degrees of faith as well. And part of the work that we are doing here is to grow our faith in a particular direction. That's what I believe we are here to do. The practical tools that I often refer to are all in alignment with this idea of embodying something, embodying love, embodying peace to such a degree that our experience and expression of it is unshakable, that that becomes our faith. So, as I mentioned before, the title of my message today is a question. Is there an answer? And I want to be very clear. While I have illustrated perhaps an answer that will resonate with some, that answer may not resonate with all. And that's okay, that is absolutely okay. Because I think it is also important that we question. Because it is in the questioning that we are often illuminated into other ways of understanding and other ways of being. The book that we're reading in this Thursday night class is a book by uh, Amit Goswami. He is a quantum physicist who who found his spiritual awakening and now his work is in aligning the understanding of quantum physics with spiritual principles. And so he wrote this book called, you ready for it? The Everything Answer Book. It's a rather substantial title to say, well, I'm going to answer everything, right? Um, And as we've been working through this book every week when we come together for class, frequently many of us in that class say, I think that he got the title wrong. I think the title should actually be Question Everything Book, the Question Everything Book, right? That's the value. The value of questioning is allowing us to shake up those places where we may be rooted in faith that is not aligned with our highest and best. And that's when I talk about those degrees of faith, because ultimately the degrees of faith are the limit to which your life demonstrates. So if you are looking for a life of love and nothing but love, our work is to eliminate that which is contrary to love. And those things are rooted in mind and in heart, and as we become aware of them free of judgment, we are put into that place of understanding how we can move forward in love. Whatever comes up for you, whether it's love, light, peace, power, beauty, joy, whatever it is, and it can be all of those things, one of those things, a combination of those things, it can be any attribute of God that is resonant within your heart because it is all present within you right here and right now. So what will you put your focus on right now? And if you find something in this exploration that requires questioning, question it. Look at it and say, I don't know that I necessarily agree with this that is in my mind, that is in my heart. That's the work. That is a practical tool. Questioning everything is a practical tool that can lead us to greater expressions and understandings of the self. That is the thing that I love about this Thursday class because we are questioning everything. We're questioning every word. We are questioning a lot of word usage in this book. We are questioning a lot of the things he takes on as assumptions within this book. He frequently says, because he's a scientist of course, he says, there's indisputable and provable fact that I am going to talk about now, and he will say something and we'll go, but is it really? Is it really indisputable? Is it really provable? Where is the evidence? Where is the evidence? And so that brings me back to the concept of faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. No, the faith, now I'm going to mess it all up. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. The evidence when it comes to faith is that which is within each and every one of us. And we are the ones who demonstrate that faith. That for me is an answer. When we shake up our faith, there is value in shaking up that faith so that we can arrive at a new conclusion, a new idea. Oh my goodness, a new thought. Wow, imagine that. We are in a philosophy that is rooted in this idea called new thought. And it doesn't matter if you're in Unity or religious science or divine science or any aspect of the New Thought philosophy. The point and purpose of New Thought is to say, I don't necessarily have to agree with all that has come before me. I am an expression, and ex- I'm an impression, and an expression of this infinite divine power. And I get to make the choice, and I do so by embodying a new thought. The value of questioning everything is, 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 is letting go of what we think we know and opening ourselves to the infinite power and presence and knowing that that wisdom is flowing through each and every one of us. I'm gonna tell you something. Anyone, anyone who tells you that they have the answer for you does not, even me. Even when I tell you, here's an answer, right? I I will say, I think I frequently say, here is an answer. I never say, here is the answer. I'm never so definite in my article that I am saying, this is what you must believe. And if you ever hear me say, this is what you must believe, call me on it because it is my understanding that our point and purpose of living is not to be told what to believe, The whole point and purpose of the New Thought Philosophy and Unity Principles is to say here is a method for addressing what it is you believe, and as you become more deeply aware of what it is you believe, you get to put something new into practice, but it is not up for me to tell you what that is. It is up for you to make the decision and determination as to what that will be for you. So there is an answer. There is an answer, and the answer for each of us can only be illuminated by each of us, for each of us. Of us individualized as this magnificent expression of God. Yeah, that's what I love about New Thought. It invites us to question much more than it provides answers. One of my favorite mantras is to say for myself at times of living in the unknown, I am willing to live in the question. I am willing to live in the question. Let go of what I think I know and live in the question. When I do that, and when that, that is a spiritual practice for me, that works for me, when I do that, what I find almost always, I'm sitting here thinking, I've now qualified that as an almost always, and I'm going to take away that qualifier. What I find always, is an answer that illuminates itself through me, and that answer inevitably works. When I adopt that answer internally, it roots itself as an embodiment to a place of unshakable faith. And then what happens? I begin to become a aware of the other places in my life that require the same work. For there is no destination of enlightenment. There is no destination of enlightenment. Enlightenment is a now practice. We are living enlightenment right now. It is not some place we are ever getting to. I'm going to invite you to Perhaps if that resonates for you, to utilize that very concept of questioning everything to say, I know nothing, now what can I know? And utilize it if it works for you, and utilize it for as long as it works for you. And if it ceases to work for you, let it go. Because I'll tell you, the minute something does not work for me any longer, it's gone. I don't hold on to it anymore. I do not hold on to it anymore. Is there an answer? Yes. There is an answer. What is the answer? Huh. Only you know the answer for yourself. Only you know the answer for yourself. Today, you know what comes up for me actually in this moment? Today, I'm going to say, today I choose love. And it's, 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 it's cer- clearly intuiting itself through me to say that particular phrase because uh, tomorrow is the celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. on MLK Day, and it is Martin Luther King Jr. who said, I choose love, hate is too, as far too, is too much a burden to bear. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it written right in front of me. But today I choose love. Today I choose love. What do you choose? What do you choose? Today, it's love. Tomorrow, it might be something else. Tomorrow, it might be peace. Five minutes from now, it might be peace. In this moment, I choose love. And our choices are moment to moment to moment to moment. I have seen a lot of what I perceive to be actions these past several weeks that are rooted in in hate. My answer to that, loving compassion. Loving compassion, why? You know, I've had a lot of people speak to me about their challenges with people who are expressing in these ways that are hateful and divisive and violent, and they ask me, they ask me, because I'm a minister and and people want to know. They ask me, what are your thoughts around that? And I say, you know, I root my heart in a place of compassion, compassion. Within that, in compassion, I find understanding. When I am in compassion, I can observe an experience. I can observe actions that I know are cries. They are cries that are illustrating a root of pain. That's what leads to hateful activity, a root of pain. The expressions of hate are rooted in a cause of pain, that place within that is pain to such a degree that it is expressing itself outwardly in a particular way that is detrimental, that is destructive. Our purpose is not to be the reaction to that and match that expression. Our point and purpose is to be a point of light, to be proactive, to enlighten and illuminate the world, and let us start with compassion, because compassion ultimately is what will calm the stormy seas. I have compassion for all the pain I see in the world, and I know that the point that that compassion takes hold within me helps me to find that peace, find the love, Find the light within my heart to illuminate the entire world. That's what I choose to do. That's what I choose to practice daily. That's my choice. What is yours? Is there an answer? Absolutely yes. What will you decide for it to be? Namaste.